0: Hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to what you say anime I am your host Peter and on today's episode along with co-host Pat and Miles we are going to be discussing uh, a book called the seven basic plots by Christopher Booker it is a book that outlines seven different archetypes that uh, stories fall into and we are going to be using anime for our examples of those archetype plots Uh, Pat was the one who brought this up and I thought it'd be a great discussion. And before I pass over to Pat, if you are interested in maybe hearing us talk about a certain discussion plot, let us know in like our Discord or DM me and we can maybe do an episode about it. So Pat, take it away.
1: Uh, Yeah, so like Pete said, the book is uh, one more time. It's called The Seven Basic Plots and Why We Tell Stories. Uh, I read this in one of my college writing classes that I had to take. Uh, as a a liberal arts major uh it was uh, part of the curriculum of whatever class I took can't remember what it was uh, I will admit I did not read the full thing, so don't please don't read the full thing. It's seven hundred fifty pages of ac- academic text. However, I highly recommend you uh look this book up and and just read a synopsis about it or uh like maybe what do what miles did, which was listen to a few parts of the audiobook where he really uh christopher booker really dives into the thesis of this book where um like pete said it's it's about the seven basic plot points and how every single story of fiction told can fit and be defined by these seven plot points uh or or fit within one of these seven basic plots uh so the seven basic plots that we're going to be going over i'll i'll read through them all uh and give a quick little synopsis of them or Uh, And then give some literary examples as well. Some actual literary examples rather than anime. Um, And then we're going to discuss them all. We're going to talk about uh, a couple of each. Uh, Maybe we'll see if we have some overlap. Maybe we'll see if we have some disagreements about where stories fall in. Um, You know, because like maybe Pete thinks Kona Soup is a tragedy. And I have to tell him (laughs) that it's just just not. And that it's a comedy, obviously, you know. Um, Who knows? Uh, But yeah, so the first plot. Uh, is overcoming the monster, which, uh, it some of these are very simple, so they won't have to go too deep into it. But yeah, basically, the protagonist, uh, sets out and defeats an antagonistic force, often, which, you know, is often evil. And whether or not it's, uh, threatening their homeland, threatening their livelihood, whatever, it can be any sort of thing like that. So, uh, a good example of this might be Beowulf, where he literally kills a monster or over slays a monster. Um, Star Wars is considered an example of uh of overcoming the monster in the case of the Sith. Um uh but yeah, so that that's the first basic plot. The second one is called Rags to Riches, where the uh the protagonist acquires a wealth of some kind or power anything. Uh could be a uh a, a spouse as well. There there's a couple different ways to define this. Um they they then have to either lose it and gain it all back, or uh experience some sort of um conflict with this power or with this wealth whatever and then grow as a person as a result of this so a good example of this might be uh cinderella uh is a really good example she becomes rich uh, or she gets to experience a taste of of rich uh being rich and being at a ball and then loses it and has to gain it back uh Great Expectations is another good example. Oh, God, if you've read that and you're listening to an anime podcast, I don't know what's wrong with you. Okay,
2: honestly, that is the dullest book I've ever read in yeah, my entire life. Terrible. Nothing happens. He does nothing. And that's like the point of the book. But why write the damn book? Um, and, Anyways. uh, sorry. Yeah, I awful. hate Great Expectations. Yeah. So
1: if you can tell, um, Miles and I are the more of the literary, I guess, backgrounds. So and that, I can't that, that, read <laughs> no, he can't read. That's why he reads manga. Uh, <laughs> I like pictures. He doesn't read light novels, though. So there you go, because he can't read. Uh, so uh, to continue, the third basic plot point is the quest. Uh, so the protagonist and their companions, if they have them uh, set out to inquire uh, to acquire either an important object or get to a certain location, uh, and they'll face obstacles along the way. So, you know, uh, the Iliad, of of, uh, Greek times is one of the the best examples of this, along with Lord of the Rings, uh, Indiana Jones, a lot of the stories follow the quest. Uh, So those are some examples of it. Uh, Voyage and Return is the fourth plot point uh, where the protagonist goes to a strange land and after overcoming uh, the threats it poses or any sort of thing like that, uh, they learn important lessons at that location, they then return to their homeland with that experience. So uh, to go back to the Greek uh, examples, the Odyssey is an example of Voyage and Return. Uh, Alice in Wonderland is Voyage and Return. Uh, Gone with the Wind, The Lion King. Uh, again, there's a, there's a lot of great examples of uh, Voyage and Return. Comedy is where light and humorous characters uh usually have a uh, a happy and cheery ending. Uh, there can be some drama involved, uh, which, uh, but the really, the, the big thing about comedy, at least when I was researching this part of the book, uh, is that it is not necessarily just supposed to be comedic or funny. It is also supposed to be about how um, there's usually a pattern to where the conflict becomes more and more overwhelming or more and more, apparent in the story and then from there the uh it it all resolves it will resolve and it does resolve in in a happier ending but it is still uh but the conflict is still there i guess so so that's um maybe that this will be probably one of the ones that we have a lot of different answers on i think um so some examples that he provides uh are um the big lebowski um the Wasps, A Midsummer Night's Dream uh, from Shakespeare is provided as well. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, comedy. The next one, uh, which I think will be our best discussion, is tragedy, which uh, is defined as the the protagonist uh, has a major character flaw or a great mistake that uh, ultimately is their undoing or their final their fate, uh, and then it is a story pans out invokes uh, pity or makes you feel bad for them or makes you realize uh, that they, even though they are a good character, have fallen. Um, so the big thing here to note is that it's not just stories that have tragic things that happen in them or whatever you want to say. It, it it has to be uh, stories where a character has a fatal flaw or a tragic uh occurrence that happens to them because of their own mistake or because of their own um doing I guess. So so again we'll we'll get into that discussion I'm sure but uh so some examples are Julius Caesar, uh Romeo and Juliet, The Great Gatsby, um uh who, who are you saying Miles? There's a good one uh, uh Breaking Bad. That that's another great example of a tragedy. And then finally the last plot point is rebirth, which is where an event forces the main character to change and often become a better person by the end of the story. Um, uh, so pride and prejudice is one of the good examples, beauty and the beast, um, Christmas Carol. Um, it's a wonderful life. I think you could, uh, could say as well as a good rebirth story. Um, uh, so yeah, those are the seven basic plot points that we're going to talk about. So, uh, I asked, uh, pete and miles to come with two to three examples of each plot point so that we could uh, each you know pitch it out there say what we think about it and then bounce off of each other like we always do so uh miles since i always kick it to you first why don't you kick us off with overcoming the monster we should what do a you... spoiler
0: warning as well because oh, yes. yeah
1: that's very true so big spoiler warning for every show a lot if... of anime <laughs> for a lot of <laughs> anime um i will say you know what? I'll put it on Pete. Pete's gonna give you timestamps of the shows. I will that, be. Uh... Oh, perfect. So there we go. All right. Uh, I didn't want to like handcuff him, but he's gonna do it now, anyways. Well, I'll um, be doing
0: timestamps for the the plots.
1: The plots. Okay. Um, you should maybe in parentheses
2: list which anime. I could do that. Discussed. I could do
1: yeah. that. Yeah. That would be good too. Um. But yeah, so spoilers for that going ahead, and also. Um, Keep in mind that we might not agree on all these things. So it, it should be very interesting, I think, to go back and forth and and see if we're, we're on the same page or uh, where we end up. So, yeah, Miles, why don't you kick us off with overcoming the monster being. Our sure.
2: Um, so do you want me to do all three of my examples? Um, oh, or... Why don't we go one
1: at a time? I think. Sure. Uh,
2: so I started with a, a nice and easy one. I did Shiki. Um. Mm-hmm. in Shiki. There's a bunch of vampires and they're invading a town. And the people of the town have to get rid of the vampires, and at the end, they they mostly get rid of all of the vampires and they and they save their town. So that they've overcome the quite literal monster. Yes. Uh so I like this one, 'cause like it's almost kinda anything, since it's like also oh, metaphorical monsters, and that's just like any kind of conflict. It's it's great.
1: <laughs> I I can see that. I think that this is a good example of um uh... Of uh, overcoming the monster, I think you could potentially argue it's a tragedy, kinda,
2: kinda. Yeah, yeah. I think that there's, I mean, there's certainly some tragic elements to it. I don't think our protagonist may, like has like a huge flaw that ends up hurting him at the end.
1: No, he really um, doesn't
2: do well. I think it depends on who you define
1: as the protagonist, then too, because like the there's main, like three
2: of them. Yeah, yeah so like,
1: the main guy, um, the the kid
0: kind of doesn't yes. have any
1: flaws or personality to him, right? Like, he kind of just exists to to move the plot along or to have someone to follow for the first part of the story versus then the doctor, he has the the flaw of maybe, like, seeing this as sacrifice for the greater good or whatever you want to say, right? Like, um, or, or, or trying to pursue the knowledge to guarantee, you know, just he's doing everything he can to save... Uh, save the many by sacrificing yeah. a few, which of course does end up biting him in the ass a little bit at the end. And then there's the priest as well, I suppose, who's, who kind of takes over for the third act. If you want to go ahead.
2: Yeah, like, I mean, I think that, like, from all of their perspectives, um, they they view themselves as not, like, I don't think any of them, I think they all got what they want wanted um, at the end of the day. And especially the priest and the doctor have conflicting viewpoints. Um, So perhaps they view each other as tragic, but I don't necessarily know if they view um, themselves as tragic. And I don't know, you know, we we have different perspectives on the characters. So for sure. We definitely do. (laughs) We do. So like, you know, like I I definitely think there's some tragedy in there, but I I think it's important to like realize that like, there's a lot of overlap in, you know, these storylines. Like it's not just one or the other. You can, you can dabble in a few, you know? Absolutely. Feeling a little spicy on a Tuesday night?
1: Yeah, why not add a second or a third, even?
2: Uh, I mean, it's Rebirth, because they're vampires, right? <laughs> Literally. Like, oh, Whoa. Wow. <laughs>
1: Literally, yeah. Oh, good, good one. Pat. It's Thank a, a comedy,
2: because they're hilarious vampires. Because <laughs> their <laughs> hair is a joke. So they it you really go. Is, It's like the most anime hair of
1: all time. It is easily the most anime hair of all time. Just look up Shiki, and you'll see exactly what we mean. You'll see what... Was her name Megumin? God, why is that what her name was? The the the, the first girl. Megumi. Yeah, the pink oh hair one. Oh my god, why do I remember that? Good lord. She that's probably
2: has her, the, that's her hair. That's her. She hair probably has it. the most normal hair out of the crew.
0: That's what's yeah. tough. <laughs> and the it's hair. crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's it's crazy like... Um. But yeah. So that's Shiki. I think that that's a very good one. uh, to start us off. Pete, what have you got for Overcoming the Monster? Yeah,
0: I thought Overcoming the Monster was probably the easiest one. Um, because yeah. I think that most, like, Shonen fall into this category. Um, I do think that there are some others that could be put in other places, which I did a little bit, and spoiler down the road. But um, the first one that came to my head was Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And I think there's, like, two specific instances against uh, Fuhrer Bradley and then against Father, where the conflict is just killed the bad guy and then maybe save the day. And I do think there are some other um underlapsing like plot hole plots in the story. But I think the majority of the story is when you killed father, the story was over. And that's kind of like how I viewed it as overcoming the monster.
1: Yeah. Uh, I can't speak much about full metal brother. I haven't watched it, but I, Yikes. I can... well, Hey man, I don't want to. Um, it's okay. And that's okay. Um, no, enough shaming for that. Uh,
2: <laughs> but
1: I but I can agree that I think that, from my understanding, overcoming the monster fits this really well. Where they overcome the um the obstacles that they face, and they at the end of the day they win. Like, you know, like that's uh, Which it sounds really dumbed down, but that's kind of what you can do with. That's kind of the purpose of these things is to dumb it down the plots and make them fit within the definition. I love Dumbing I
0: down the full pl- metal
2: uh alchemist brotherhood uh in a later category so we can compare and contrast Pete, sounds good because
0: i was also considering putting it in another spot i just think um would you see like the you know, like the top 10 anime fights of all time like usually ed versus father is somewhere in there or at least as like an honorable mention so that was the first thing that came to my head
1: there yeah um another good thing to note too is we can also uh or at least when we were assigning these categories, I don't know what these guys answered, but um, I did point out that it can be bad examples or stories that we think did this type of plot poorly. Uh, so not all of these have to be like, oh, I think it did overcoming the monster extremely well. It can also be a little bit of a mix. I know I have at least a little bit of a mix in there sometimes. Um, but yeah, so my first overcoming the monster uh, that I put, uh, I got a little creative with it, I think. Uh, is that, And I put your name. Uh so being one of my favorite movies I've ever seen, I think that they are overcoming the monster of uh, the monster, so to speak, which is uh, the odds that are stacked against them of, of saving the town. Or more importantly, say like saving people from the natural disaster that occurs in the movie. Um, and I, I don't know I think that this this movie best fits into this category because, you know, they don't they don't suddenly get rich. They don't. It, it's a bit of a comedy, but it does have like some serious uh elements and things that they need to overcome. Uh it doesn't really feel much like a quest or anything either. So um interesting.
0: That's why I th- I, I
1: threw it in here because I,
2: I, I So think would you that- Go ahead. say that like the separation between them is the monster that they're trying to overcome? Like that's you know, like the monster. Yeah,
1: 'cause like otherwise they can't meet in real life, right? Because it's exactly. like, revealed yeah. that that. Uh, oh, she's from the past, by the way, you know, or whatever. Or he's from the future, I guess, depending on perspective. But like, yeah. So, without overcoming this monster, they would not have been able to meet, and they would not have been uh, able to to reach the promised land of saving thousands of lives, and you know, sit, uh, eventually living in flooded Tokyo together. Um,
2: as they I, anyway. I like that. I think that's unique. I think it probably fits like comedy the best, as you had mentioned that that was a yeah. possible thing. But I, I like. You know, it's a very good example of like the multi dimensionalness of all of this, how there are multiple aspects in all of this, and there's, and it's like, it, it doesn't like not fit. You know what I mean? Like, it, mm-hmm. I think that's, I, I like that as an example, because I don't think it's one where, you know, like I pick something where they f- they fight monsters, you know?
1: Yeah. So, like, it's <laughs> I like, I did that too. Don't worry. I did do okay. that. Um, <laughs> but I thought it would be fun to throw this one in there. Um, and I, yeah, I do think that. It's definitely top two of like the the plots. It's like that, and you again comedy. Comedy does tend to absorb all of like romance and dr- drama, like melodrama shows. It, it really does tend to, uh, at least when you define it in the way that this guy did. So, uh, but so I figured I'd mix it up. But yeah, so what do you have as your second one?
2: Sure, my second one was Afro Samurai. Um, I thought this was a good one. It was you know it's a very simple revenge plot and Afro. Um, it sort of has one goal the entire time, and it's to avenge his father by defeating Justice. Um, And at the end, you know, he has to make sacrifices and stuff. And, you know, depending on your view of it, of, like, what's important in life, maybe there's, like, a little bit of tragedy in there. But, like, the ultimate goal is to defeat Justice, and he's able to make the sacrifices and overcome the challenges that he needed to in order to do it. And at the end of the day, he is victorious. And he... And a little twist sort of becomes the monster for someone else, um, which is sort of fun. So that's why I, I picked that one.
1: I think it's a great example. I definitely, when I was looking at my Mal list, I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be a good one. But I didn't like that show, so, <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I didn't bring
1: it up. Um, yeah. I have shows I don't like in here. So, <laughs> yeah, so do I. Oh, yeah. Um, I have shows Pete doesn't like in here too. So I, I also I have, have shows Pete doesn't. Like. I have
0: shows that you guys like and I hate. So yeah, it's, there a, we it's go. a perfect mix.
1: Perfect. All right, Pete. Uh, why don't you uh, give us your second one? Okay. So
0: this one is what you guys played sports, and so I was hoping you can relate to this. That you have this one rival where it doesn't matter. Like how maybe it does matter, but like if you beat that one team that you hate, like the season was worth it type of thing. Where like if for pet if the Sox like sweep the Yankees but they don't make the playoffs, you still sweep the Yankees type of thing. Um it's a W. Yes. Uh so I guess I mean Boston
1: sports, we don't look at things that way, but maybe like a pathetic place like Minnesota. Yeah. You know, maybe that's how you look
2: at it. <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. if you guys were to make the playoffs or like draft someone first overall who
0: wasn't a bust. Well, Anthony um, Edwards is great. <laughs> who? Uh, uh, come uh, on man oh you don't uh, watch uh, basketball okay but it's sports related it's uh season three of haiku uh kira Torazawa versus karasuno where they set up shira Torazawa as this they are the the goliath of the prefecture that in order to get to nationals we have to beat them we set up like 35 episodes of their ace being this just unstoppable monster this team just being so tall and just overcoming that and then beating them and then them being just so happy to make it to nationals maybe i I got the feeling where like they didn't even care how they did in nationals like they beat shira Torazawa. and to the Mm -hmm. to me like that was like they they won like everything else is just like extra and i i it's my favorite arc in anime history i love it so much and that was my second example of overcoming the monster
1: I like that that's that's interesting. yeah, um, I can definitely relate like there are times where it's like, all right yeah, if we beat our crosstown rival, then at least we did that or whatever, or um, they were the monster in this situation. so yeah, I, I can definitely see that that That's a good example. Um, all right, um, my second example of overcoming the monster is a little bit more literal uh, to go along with the theme. Uh, I did uh Tampa, Tapa Uh so I had this as overcoming: the I was thinking about the one too.
0: The, the, um, the, it's like the second half is like where I kind of like moved away from it because I wasn't sure how the view, cause it's essentially like two different shows.
1: It is. Well, it is to some extent, but they're still overcoming a monster. Oh, absolutely. Like, so that, that's why I, I they, or like uh, in my notes, I wrote, they overcame multiple antagonists throughout the show. Uh, basically every single, uh, and you know, some people might argue, Oh, rags to riches or, uh, the quest maybe, but I think that they first, they overcome getting out of the um you know the oppressiveness of their underground world literally
0: right? living in caves yeah
1: yeah lit- like that then they overcome uh the spiral king then they realize holy shit he isn't the biggest evil and in- he he was doing this for a reason and then they He might not even be an the that antagonist
0: reason. that's that's the beauty of it No
1: he's not him. yeah so like he's their antagonist at the time but yeah it's at the end of the day he was trying to I think he still is an antagonist because he was oppressing so many I people I think he but... is too yeah but but like you know he's that morally gray antagonist I guess if you will um, where like he's doing it for a good cause he's just doing it very poorly and immorally um, so yeah I think Guren Lagann is a great example of and, and the reason I put it is because it's shonen but it's good shonen unlike most shonen. so there you go that that's why I wanted to throw it in zing.
0: there
1: yeah z- <laughs> yeah zing aha uh-huh, yeah duh, we just all hate shonen here right yeah wink wink.
0: I just named the Shonen in my last example.
1: I know. That's kind of my point. Is that, oh, wait, no, we do watch Shonen. Oh,
0: no way. It's not that bad.
1: All uh, Miles, what have you got for your third example?
2: Yeah, sure. So uh, for my third one, I picked Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, I almost put that one. (laughs) I almost did, but I knew someone else would. (laughs) So, um, you know, I would say, especially for the first like 20 episodes of the anime, um, the conflict. Um, is between the EVA pilots and the angels and how they are trying to save uh, Tokyo three um, from destruction. And so, um, you know, I think it's very, you know, there's a threat, the angels, they come down, people get in EVAs and fight them um, to varying success, but they usually save the day. Um, and you know, so that's sort of that aspect of it. There's obviously a little bit more to Ava, but you know, I think that defeating the, overcoming the monster bit is, is pretty present
1: in it. So, I agree. Um, so yeah, that one was one of the ones that I was like, oh, it's a tragedy, like, uh, and then I was like, well, I don't actually know yet because I haven't done End of Evangelion, so I decided not. Um throw it in there but that is also like it's literally monster of the week almost you know with the, <laughs> yeah with the angels um for a good portion of the show uh and then of course the monster of you know feeling uh the pressure from society pressure from his father and pressure from himself whatever you want to say like mental health issues uh they're all monsters that he has to overcome so i think that's a really good answer Uh, Yeah, Pete then, what what have you
0: got? Uh, Yeah, my last one, i just keep it really simple, I just did Demon Slayer, just like a basic (laughs) revenge story, demons killed his family, he wants to kill demons, has to go kill vampire Michael Jackson, plot's not as deep as, it's not that deep, but it's just like, kill the bad guy, and the world is saved, so I use Demon Slayer.
1: I like that example, it's a fun one. Right, yeah and so, um, my final one is high School of the dead uh where it's killing zombies, but it's more of the overall threat of the zombies that they have to uh like overcome, you know they have to survive in the post apocalyptic japan uh and I don't know, I just love this show, and I thought it would be fun uh to talk about it a little bit more um and it's a little double entendre cause it's like the threat of the zombies and the threat of a collapsed society being the monster. But then also, they're actually monsters, you know, like they are zombies. So uh, so, yeah, I guess that wraps up uh, all of our overcoming the monsters. So why don't we move on to our next one? Uh, uh, Rags to riches. So why don't you start us off, Miles?
2: Sure. Um, My first rag to riches is a show we all hold equally dear. And that is Violet Evergarden. Just
0: (laughs) say (laughs) it.
2: Oh, Interesting. Um, so, uh, I actually, I, I know because I, I had to come up with some of these last minute because work has been hectic that Pete also has Violet as a rags to riches. I do. Um, but, um, you have a girl, uh, named Violet and she is, uh, she starts off sort of poor alone without any, uh, people to like care for her. Uh, she gets picked up on a boat. Um, she has to, she like integrates herself into society in a various different ways um but she has i think several setbacks the major's death is one the reigniting of the war is one and after each of those she's able to build herself back up stronger um you know by getting a job and learning about love in the first instance and then like learning to like live a life of peace and live for herself and not be like the killing machine that she was like you know built to be like i guess figuratively um on the second one so that was like my take on that
0: and for the sake of time and everything, I pretty much agree with Miles. Uh, I also have it as rags to riches, um, oh, especially with the conclusion of the movie and how that wraps up everything. I think it's just a good example of that whole scenario of, yeah. you know... First
2: time we see her chronologically, she's in literal rags. So. Yes, yes. Yes,
0: so
1: I obviously... Yeah, my one of my favorite shows, too. I had Violet on the list, but... Um, I disagree with this placement. Actually, I um I have it in a later category, so we can talk about it then. That's very interesting, though, um, that you have both had it here. Hmm. Uh, all right. What have you got, Pete, for your first? Oh, well, you just said rags to riches. We yeah, also have that. Yeah. So, so I guess I'll go next then to to get another one in. Uh, for me, I had Tokyo Godfathers uh, as one of our rags oh, to riches stories. Great one. Yeah, thank you. Um, so the reason it's like why I didn't my it top in five. There... So great one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um and the reason I have it is because they not only do they, are they in rags they're they're poor they're whatever you want to say, but then they also experience, uh, they get rich in not only monetary amounts, like they find money, they get, they get wealth, but then they also get rich in family and like other emotions or, or support, whatever you want to say, um, to get really cheesy and like romantic with it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so that that's why I put them in there cuz I think it I think it fits. I I think they Yeah. Uh, no, they, I go, agree. they go they go from being emotion emotionally drained to emotionally like full and rich. So So uh, that's sort
2: of my thought on Violet as well. You know, she starts off poor in her ability to like understand people. She learns how to empathize better, but there are setbacks, but mm-hmm. at the end she's able to overcome the new challenges and like become a complete person which she really wasn't at the start of it you know yeah um, uh i can't wait to change your mind uh later sure on. yeah because i because i agree this is that was
1: my thought process for a while too and then i thought about it more and i was like oh, maybe
2: i mean my actual thought process is violet never learns anything but I, i'm going off of what <laughs> i view is intended um
1: so <laughs> i think she learned something but yeah um All right, but why would you go with your second one, then, you jerk? (laughs) Sorry. Your second Rag to Riches. Uh, My
2: second rags to Riches is a show that we actually all do very much like, uh, and I'm going with Zombieland Saga. That's
0: my second one! (laughs) (laughs) And another one that I have on the list, but I completely disagree with I was like, there's no way he's going to say Zombieland Saga.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so my second one is Zombieland Saga. Um these these girls are all um, you know they' at, at a low point uh, they are actually dead. They don't feel like their life has meaning um, they are able to despite the the slight downside of being an actual corpse um, find fulfillment in their life um, through um, oh my God what's their group game for for I was calling it Fran Fronshu. Uh Fran Shushu. Uh, but then there you know, there are setbacks that make them question themselves and their worth and what they're doing again. Like, you know, with the whole beginning plot of uh, Season 2, when they, like, sell, like, seven tickets out of, like, a multi-hundred-thousand-person stadium. Um, this is interesting, because Season 2 could be, like, defeating the monster, kind of, with, like, trying to, like, with that stadium and stuff, um, if mm-hmm. you wanted to do that. But, um, and they're able to, like, overcome that and, like, find like self-worth and value um through the you know their, their their teammates and themselves and all of that. So that's that's why I picked that there.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. See again I have them later on in because um, I think but I do think that this is where I would put them if I were to not put them in the category that I put in. Uh but I you might have sold me on it actually. I might I might have to change my answer.
2: Um but things could be both. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. They're not supposed
2: to be, according to this guy, but they are. They this are guy pretty... put Lord of the Rings in all seven, so it's, it's okay. That's, that's very true. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is a pretty... pretty it gets, yes, it's like three huge books. Yes, there's a lot going on. It's pretty epic.
1: So, yeah, there you go. Um, I think you could also put Odyssey, the Odyssey and Iliad in a lot as well. Or like the Epic of Gilgamesh, you could put it in so many movies <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. Um, almost like they're also really long pieces of media. Yeah. Um, so pete you got your second one well out. Um,
0: sorry Pete. well miles is obviously here just to steal my screen time but um so I, for a few of these examples i tried to get a little bit more creative and not just taking the literal term for like when they say wealth i think a lot of people think of like money but like maybe there's other forms of wealth so i try to be creative and then in regs the riches it's um you know like loses it all and then gains it back yep um I was, like, thinking of, like, literally, like, losing life and then getting it back and then finding your wealth in yourself and stuff like that. So, I Zombieland, I thought Zombieland Saga was, like... I could see it being in, like, other categories, but, like, I thought it was, like, a fun interpretation of yeah. Rags I could see, like, Rebirth.
2: I could see comedy, even. Like, yeah. th- th- there's a lot of... Quest? Like, there's, yeah, there's, there's a quest. lot of stuff yeah. you could get in there. Yeah, I think uh, Rags
1: Rich's Quest, and Voyage and Return often overlap a lot um in some it, it, you know you can try to make them overlap at least I, I definitely think that that's a
2: fair way to put it i just ask that uh,
0: miles doesn't steal my third one so i can talk
2: mm-hmm. okay well i you know what's your third one we'll find out soon well, i
0: i don't think you've seen this show so i think we're good okay, okay.
1: um so my second one uh i i put cowboy bebop because they are rags to riches both as not only not only is it a common gag in the show, like it's a joke that they're poor or that they, you know, they're always trying to get rich and then they get money and then they get uh, then the debtor comes and then they're poor again. But it actually is like the theme that I think follows Spike, Jet and Faye with uh, Spike being rich, like Pete was saying, in in a non-monetary term, he had a wife or he had the, the woman he loved and he had like a full life and then he got taken away from him same thing with jet uh had a career had had a meaning to his life and then he, now he's searching for it on the bebop and then faye had family had all these different and actual monetary wealth before then the the accident that had her i what was it she got frozen or something cryogenically and then um healed or something like 70 years later where none of her family still exists she knows no one like that kind of thing. so i thought that this was a good example of rags to riches with it being like not a literal rags to riches although again it is literal rags to riches that happens throughout the show where it's played off as a gag but i think it fits along with their themes well Uh, as a
0: true anime fan of course i know what you're talking about since i have seen cowboy bebop so yes i agree with that statement pat
1: yes of course (laughs) um i have you seen it miles i have
0: not you know
1: Oh my god, my my co-hosts. What are I'm sorry. Well,
2: okay. My bit is I don't watch anime. I have an excuse.
1: Yeah, yeah. You have time for um, Great Expectations, but you know,
2: <laughs> my <laughs> father made me read it.
1: I know. I'm sure (laughs) it's something like that. I didn't even have to
2: read it for school. My dad was like, read this. And then I found out years later that he just did it as a joke. He's never read it. He thought it was hilarious to make me read Great Expectations. And it's kind of funny in retrospect. Miles'
0: life is truly a tragedy. (laughs) It's tough. It's uh, quite...
1: Ah, uh, funny. There you go. Uh, Miles, what is your third show? And Pete's third show, obviously,
2: as well. Sure, yeah. So my third show is uh, "O Maidens in Your Savage Season. You've seen uh, that
0: show? No, dude, I just said that to
2: try to guess your third
0: one. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> um, I was like, wait, no, you've I, seen
1: that show? <laughs> yeah, I, I was surprised, too. I was
2: like, no, <laughs> no way he no, watched no. that. It's a no, great show.
0: Um,
2: yeah, yeah, I actually, it's like, I mean it it's not like high enough on the to watch list that it's happening anytime soon but it's high enough that it'll eventually happen all right um my third one is uh Neon Genesis Evangelion dude that was so <laughs> <laughs> so um i approached this uh in the way of like shinji's character and um you know i guess not none of us actually ended up doing like actual monetary wealth or at least we haven't yet i guess you kind of did with um Tokyo Godfathers, but the actual wealth comes, like, very split-secondy at the end. Um, (laughs) But, so, uh, Shinji uh, starts off, you know, very little self-worth, doesn't know what he's doing. Over the course of the series, he builds up this self-confidence, though it's not necessarily well-earned or well-fortified. So this is, in the book, the author talks quite a bit about how like in like Aladdin, you you get the thing you want, but it's not always like the way that you were supposed to gain it. Um, and that comes back to set the setback. So um, Shinji needs self-worth, but he looks th- for approval in other people by the way that he pilots the Ava to gain this. So he gains it through being, I guess, you know, the best Ava pilot of the bunch. He does a great job. Um, his father, at various points, seems to like show some worth to him. He tries to get value from that, from Masato, through Asuka, through different relationships he has. Um, through a series of tragedies in the show, because uh, boy are there many, um, that all comes crushing down. He loses pretty much all of his self-confidence. Conf- uh, but at the end, um, in I guess I won't get too into detail because end of Evangelion, I don't want to spoil too much of that for Pat. But, you. Um, you know, some stuff happens, and Shinji is able to make the hard decisions he needs to and gain that self-confidence and self-worth uh, the hard way. Um, and for, for himself and not through other people. So he, like, corrects the source of it, and he's able to reestablish himself um, in a position where he has gained the thing that he was trying to, you know, he's rich now in, like, self-worth um so that was my take on that
1: i like it i do too uh pete so that wasn't
0: your third that was not my third one and all right let's hear it then my third my third one is like essentially like literally losing everything um i went with dr stone um you get frozen in time for like a hundred thousand years just to wake up and essentially start from scratch and become like this master scientist in the world and overcome like the different things that happen throughout the story i just thought it was like a literal like definition of like literally losing everything and acquiring as much as you like physically can back because he's limited as being a human with no technology even though as the story continues he gets more and more of it but he can't, like, use the internet because it doesn't exist, stuff like that. So I thought it was, was it's a really fun story of, like, literally starting from zero and going and trying to get as close to the top as you can.
1: I like that. That's a a really good example. And, yeah, like, just sitting here now, I can't really think of anything else that would fit that well into. Like, I guess Quest a little bit. Um, Quest, because he
0: technically wants to go to the moon.
1: Yeah, and also... (laughs) You could probably do Overcoming the Monster. Overcoming the Monster of, like, like, not only... um, there's, no, there's there's bad this, guys. Awesome. Yeah. Like is, the Earth, the primitive the earth, earth
2: is the yeah. is the
1: monster too, right? Exactly. Uh yeah, that that's a really good one. P. I like that. Um yeah, so my final rags to riches, I guess we all didn't do literal wealth uh that much. Yeah, you're right. Um I did Darling and the Franks because I feel like um and most specifically, you know, there's that story in the in the show where it it talks about the the red giant and the blue giant and how like the two of them were friends or whatever and then the red giant decide, uh, is like, oh, I want to be friends with humans, but they don't trust me or they don't like me. So what he does, uh, what the blue giant does is he's like, oh, I can help you out. Don't worry. And he goes and like pretends to scare or terrorize the the humans. And then the red giant comes along and like scares him off or whatever. Um which uh, and by the way, this is an old Japanese. Yeah, like, that's told in something else. Is that it also is.
2: told in Shinsuka Yori? Is that the show?
1: I think, I'm pretty sure it, it is in Shinsuka Yori. I can't remember okay. which one it's in, but it might be. It's it's it, it is, it is Shinshikaiyori. Um, it's told very often in anime because it's an old Japanese like proverb or whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah. So and of course the the blue giant like runs away and the red giant's like a hero and he has the the wealth of friendship and appreciation from the villagers but then when he goes back home to see where the blue giant is he's like where'd he go and then the blue giant's gone forever so he loses the blue giant as his friend his dearest friend in the process of gaining everything else um so again i i and I, that is used as like the main like theme i guess of darling and the franks to some extent i i, I don't know they attempt to use it as a main theme. Yeah. The Franks. I don't think they do it that well, but it is used, you know, when talking about zero two and. Oh man, what is the protagonist's Here's, name? His name is
0: literally Hero.
1: <laughs> it is Hero. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So it's the two of them. Um. And, and so I just thought that was a fun example. Maybe not the best example in the in terms of like actually doing it well, but I think that they at least attempted it. Um,
0: I, I guess just because of like how close Darling in the Franks and Gurren Lagann is that. I would mm. probably put it more towards overcoming the monster because, like, the end goal of Darling of the Franks, there is, like, a sight. There is, like, a light at the end of the tunnel type of thing.
1: I suppose. The, the reason why I put it here is because rather than, like, saving the world, I guess the what Hero and Zero Two 2 end up doing is they decide to like help each other or do do it for each other rather than do it necessarily for to save the world or to overcome the monster they do it because they i think they do, do both like spirits well it, it, it's a bit of both but like i don't know i think
0: it's I, I think yeah i guess like them be doing it for each other therefore saves the world type of thing Correct. so yeah it, it's number two but like i guess it just happens by proxy mm. yeah I I get it I
1: I get it and of course like the flash shot of the the show is like the two of them like reuniting yeah being reincarnated
0: as like yeah the the ending's terrible
1: well (laughs) well, no I don't think they're reincarnated I think the idea is that they are kindred spirits but whatever um that's beside the point we can talk about darling the at that time um (laughs) but yeah so let's move on to the quest Miles what do you have as
2: your number one sure uh my first one is a place further than the universe
1: um
0: bro come on
1: uh, (laughs) Wait, do you actually have that one? Still? Yeah, of
0: course I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: so weird, because again, I have it, but I have it in a different category. So the reason I didn't put it in Voyage and Return, uh, which is another place that I feel like it could fit, is because I felt like the main goal was getting to Antarctica and being able to experience Antarctica to prove to yourself that like you were capable of overcoming this goal, this quest, this obstacle. Um, so, like... It it you know, since the goal was like getting there, and I, I did read this, so the quest does say like getting to a certain location can be the quest, as opposed to like that. Um that's sort of like why I went with um that because like the stated goal is to get to Antarctica for um the main girl whose whose name I forget. Um It's more than just
0: it's two girls, is like that's it's, their main it, thing. Like- all yeah. Well, they
2: have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like, so uh, you know, not to get too into your voyage return, I think there's definitely a lens you can look at it when you like view it as like her relationship with her mother and like being able to like come back being better, you know, situated with that afterwards. So I'll let you go more into that afterwards. But I was approaching it from the angle of her and the other girls' uh, perseverance and desire to accomplish a goal since they all, you know, want to go for different reasons and they all have their own goals that they're accomplishing with this trip. Um, And, you know, being able to just get there was an achievement, Uh, and and that's why I went with A Place Further Than the Universe. Yeah, I think that that's fair. So once again, quest
1: and Voyage and Return definitely do overlap a lot, I think. Um, Yeah, I can definitely get into it later.
2: I I thought pretty hard about where to put that one, Um, and I, I ultimately decided... Uh, to do the quest because it gave room for me to do a meme for Voyage and Return. So yeah. <laughs> I, I do have an honorary mention for
1: a couple of categories. So don't feel bad if you, uh, on your last one, want to throw out like another, you know, like quick shout out, like oh, yeah. shout out, shout out Evangelion for being a comedy, you know. Shout the ad-
0: out. yeah, Diage yeah, is fitting every single category
1: uh uh but pete so you do you have anything so, to add for you? yeah
0: so i guess i'll I'll kind of bounce off miles why i put it in the quest instead of voyage and return i think if it was like somebody like only mari who like went to antarctica and came back that i think i would put it in voyage and return but considering that we had like four main characters all setting out for different reasons i felt like the the destination was the important part and not like even though it's like the ex- the experience they learned along the way was like a theme i think it was just like more of like coming together and getting to the destination is what mattered the most in that story and everything in between was kind of like what built it up but that, that's kind of, I, I think if it was just like one character i think i went to voyager in turn but since we had four main characters for four different reasons i went with the quest
1: that's interesting because, like, because of the four main characters and four different reasons, that's why I put it in Voyage and Return. So that's interesting that we um, completely disagree. There you go. Fuck you, Pete. Uh, um, all right. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into that later. Uh, so for my quest, uh, I had Violet Evergarden because, and the main reason I put Violet in Quest rather than Rags to Riches uh, is because the reason uh, Violet goes on these voyages and goes on these adventures and tries to find all these different things is not just, to try to find the major, the, the, the quest, the goal that she has set out with that is clearly defined in the show as well, or it's stated in the show is she wants to find out what love means or what love is. So that's why I labeled it as the quest, because it is her trying to answer this one question or find out, find this one like treasure, so to speak of what is love. Um, um, what does it mean? Yada, yada. So, um, and I especially think with the ending with the movie, I personally think that she finds out what that answer is and she, and that's, uh, that, that's why I think it is the quest. But, but again, I definitely can agree rags to riches fits very well with Violet. Um, no, I actually,
2: I really like the quest there. I think that's great. Um, I think oh, I part of the your mind. There we go. Re- reason that I, well, I mean, you know, I, I think <laughs> mine fits, I think yours does fit better <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Um, I, agree. I think, part of the reason i didn't like violet evergarden it didn't resonate with me as much is because i i took the quest like i sort of thought the like the actual quest uh you know the real love along the way was like accepting loss and like understanding like like i thought that was like a necessary part to her quest and i i just like don't feel like that happened mm-hmm. um and so like, that's, that might be why I didn't, like, initially think that for Violet, you know, just because, like, the way that I engaged with it was, like, slightly different than the way, you know, you and Pete engaged with it, for example. For sure. Uh, But, like, you, you saying that, I think, I mean, really does, I think that's the best fit for it. Oh,
0: thank you. And my, my next one up is, like, very similar to what Pat said, but, like, in a different sense, so I'm looking forward to talking about it
1: awesome uh well hopefully miles miles is
0: probably gonna steal it let's go i'm not gonna steal it you already used this one one? pete my
2: second one is full metal alchemist brotherhood all right um so you know i think that the quest aspect of this one is uh to me like the main thesis of it they're trying to get their bodies back that's what they're doing the entire time and you know um there are different challenges they face. There are different monsters they have to beat in order to get this quest done. Um, You know, lots of sacrifices they have to make. Uh, But at the end of the day, what they're trying to do, and I think specifically Ed is most trying to do is get his body, like get his body back get his brother's body back so that they can, um, you know, live normal lives, you know, and, and ultimately they're able to accomplish that. So um, that was my take on that, Pete. I know you're a big fan. What are your thoughts? I,
0: I mean, I, I, I agree that. I, well, I think Full Metal is one of those like Neon Genesis where like you can throw it into like six or seven of these, and I think it makes sense. Because... It's
2: massive, right? I mean, and there's like seven different arcs, and like you know, individual arcs can have oh because yeah. they're like open and shut stories sometimes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah,
0: I have no qualms with that take.
1: I think it makes sense too, from my limited knowledge about the show. Uh, Pete, what's your second one? so yep. what's your uh, your big one? Yeah.
0: so the kind of it's like the idea of like violet, like what Pat was saying was like searching for something more or like the idea of love. This one was like searching for the idea of like forgiveness and um but also like literally finding that person. And I did a silent voice where the redemption of uh, Shoya and him trying to make up for the wrongs that he did and like have that forgiveness and lose that guilt that he has for being such a terrible person as a younger person but the quest was to find shoko and he did and then just like what became of that as well as like kind of finding something at like finding i don't know like a treasure at the end of the trailer something like that or something along those lines where it's like the quest was to do this, but like they faced like a bunch of different obstacles through like rejection, like not wanting to see that person. But then in the end, like getting the acceptance, removing that guilt, uh, having a friend, um, just like, I think that just like resonated with me with the quest and his journey throughout the entire movie.
1: I think that's fair. Um, I think you could throw it in rags and riches and, uh, maybe rebirth even as well with, uh, if you're looking at specifically from the main, uh, the MC's point of view, but yeah, I definitely think Quest fits very well too. Where he's yeah, he's looking I, for that. I think redemption.
0: Rebirth does because I do think you see in the movie there is like a specific scene where everything changes for uh, Sh- Shoya, and I I think Rebirth is, would also be like another spot I would throw it into. Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: All right. Uh, so my second one. Uh, I'll be quick with this one because I think it's pretty simple. Uh, I have Golden Kamuy, uh, which is a show that I love and adore. It's about, um, it's almost like a heist, uh, set in sort of ancient and not ancient, uh, you know, set in like 1900s, Japan, uh, back when the Russo Japanese war was going on. Put it very simply. They're searching for treasure. They're dealing with problems along the way, other temptations, uh, other things going on. And so, yeah, they're, they're just, they're going for a hidden treasure and, I know. Um, it's like One Piece, but I actually like it is the best way to describe Golden Kamui, I feel like almost, you know, like they're they're endlessly searching and they're on to their fourth season soon, so I can't wait for that. Um, but yeah, so what have you got for your third one, Miles?
2: Sure, I'll be pretty quick with it. Uh, my third one is Neon Genesis Evangelion, and... Um... <laughs> Not sure if you're picking up a theme here yet. I, I, maybe, maybe
0: you <laughs> the, know. the cheat code <laughs> that is Dion Genesis.
2: <laughs> so I I took this specifically from Gendo's perspective, right? So Gendo has a quest to unite, a reunite with his wife Yui, um, and he does like a whole lot of things <laughs> in order to get this d- done, including preserving her soul in a giant human mech, and, um, you know turning the entire world into Tang, um, you know, in order to uh, try to achieve this goal. Um and he does achieve it for a period of time before uh it is thwarted by his useless child that he probably should have loved a little bit more. Um lots of characters in the show uh have quests Shinji has a quest to learn why he wants to pilot the Ava. Asuka has a quest to like try to impress her father and stuff. There's stuff in there. Um but I went with Gendo's because uh, I talk about the other characters later.
0: (laughs) Nice. Hmm. Nice. I wonder when. I wonder when. Yeah.
2: All
1: right, right, Pete. What have you got for your third one? Uh,
0: My last one is. I think it's just really cut and simple, like literally going on a quest of finding something. I did made in abyss. It's Rico is looking for her mom in the abyss and almost dies like seven times. I wouldn't put it in Voyage and Return yet because they haven't returned from the abyss yet. So. I think once the story is complete, then maybe it could fall into that category. But for right now, the main focus is Rico trying to find her mom and just being cool with Reg and not a G.
1: Yeah, it's a quest right now, but we'll find out if it'll be a voyage and return or a tragedy. Yeah, yeah. We'll find it could, out. Um, could, could, we could be a tragedy. Mm-hmm. She could get, just get sucked down there and then there you go. That's what it is. I mean, I, I don't know how you could write it where it isn't what happens, I guess, you know. Um, I don't know. Again.
2: We'll oh, out. an elevator! Who knew this was here the entire time? Yeah. The end.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works in Maiden Abyss too, where they can just take elevators without consequence. You know, there's not any uh, specific scene that I can think of where, you know, a certain someone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not, uh, not at uh, all. Yeah. <laughs> it,
0: you know. Yeah, just use elevators. From... Nothing bad happens at that show. Mm hmm.
1: Oh, what a show. Um, Yeah, so mine is a very serious one, a very, uh, very deep meaning one as well. Um. For quest number three. Late back camp.
0: <laughs> Ooh! I late was back camp. okay. I was legit thinking about this, but I also kind of want to low-key put it in ranks and riches because they're just broke high school kids.
1: Yeah, so their goal, they are on a quest to go camping and to do club activities and, and to, they do. And to yeah, and to just enjoy nature and mount Fujisan. Uh and do they do that? yes they do they achieve their quest so that is the best way uh to put it I, I thought that that one fit extremely well um because it's super simple and fun and i love late back camp so yeah there you go all right let's move on to voyage and return we're almost halfway there boys we're we're, we're trucking away i like this um so yeah voyage and return models what have you got for number one
2: sure uh my first one is sword art online um specifically the the first season um you know, Kirito takes what he thinks is going to be quite the short verge uh voyage, you know, maybe initially into yeah, of course. um the game, and uh it ends up being a longer one, but along the way he learns some valuable things about himself and others, and also several thousand people die. Um but when he returns, he's a different person, right? He's changed, mm-hmm. he's learned um you know to be a little more caring and stuff. So I think that, um, you know, he, he learned something on his trip. Um, He's able to open up a little bit. Um, You can see in subsequent seasons, he does need to work through some of the trauma that happens, but he does get there. Um, And like, that's its own thing. I think there's a whole voyage and return. You could talk about in gun Gale um, about his trip and like learning to get past PTSD and everything like that. Sword Art line, of course, is the finest work of art, and no one can say otherwise. Oh, and so, so I, I think it belongs here. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I couldn't find a way to put it into
1: my into my seven. Actually, I didn't really know how to. So I'm I'm glad you did. Uh, I definitely agree, though, that Voyage and Return makes a lot of sense. I think you could argue Rebirth as well, uh, with him almost literally being reborn as a new person into the the real world after you know going through everything they did multiple times in different worlds or in in like the de- digital worlds whatever you want to say but I, I like religion return a lot that's a really good way to put it uh pete what have you got
0: so for my first one when i thought of *Voyage and return my mind went straight to isekai and i went to the absolute masterpiece that is sword art online <laughs> and <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, I was just literally just trying to think of like an isekai where they legit like come back. And... Yeah, God damn a lot it! Of those? I was not like, of yeah, yeah, I was just like, I, I think in anime the only one I could like l- really think of is Sword Art. So I went with Sword Art. I wanted to do Grimgar, but I don't know what happens in Grimgar after season <laughs> one. So I, I'm not I, like what Miles said. They learn things while they're in this world. Come back. The real life stuff happens. I'm not going. to... I'm not the biggest SAO guy, so I don't have a whole lot to say, but I just thought SAO fit the bill like pretty like spot on in terms of anime.
2: This is borderline impressive, Pete.
0: Great minds yeah. think alike, maybe? <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh,
1: speaking of great minds thinking unlike, uh, I think A Place Further Than the Universe. Uh, place A Place Further Than the Universe is A Voyage and Return, uh, specifically because I think that uh, the quest for some of them or for most of them, wasn't just to get to Antarctica. And I think that, so like Pete was saying earlier, because there's four of them that's, like, with different things, that's why it's the quest to get to the spot. I, for me, it was the exact opposite logic, where they have four different goals. One of them wants to, like, learn to, it wants to just commit to something and do it. The other wants to prove to herself that she's capable of doing things. The other has to do it because of, um or wants to make friends right that's what the uh, the influencer girl wants to do is like make real friends and then the last one obviously wants to go there to find out what happened to her mother for for good and like get closure so I think that all four of those and then obviously return from Antarctica and then get back to their lives or live their lives so that's why I looked at it as a voyage and return rather than just a quest I could um, absolutely so see that yeah. um. Yeah, th- th- that was my logic behind it, at least. But I, I again, Quest and Voyager Return are very similar. Um,
2: yeah, it's sort of... So, so very similar. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not quite at Voyager Return in the book yet, so I'm interested to see how he, like, differentiates it. But, like, isn't the Odyssey, like... Just, like, the quest part of the return part of the Iliad? Yes. Sort of. So, sort of. Yeah, I, I, there, there's more. I'm not, I, I, you know, I, I, yeah. That's, like, kind of like that, though, right? Like, is, it, a little bit. Because he's already out and about when the Iliad starts. And then he has to come back to help because, like, everyone's trying to bang his wife. And also there are some other issues with, like... A couple other issues, you know. You know? I think there's like a cyclops or something. I don't know. Um, that might be th- whatever. The point I'm not. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you're, you're you're doing your best, and I appreciate <laughs> that. Um. Um, but yeah, like so, I'm interested to see how that gets like differentiated. I feel like a voyage in return just features so many quests in it, like most of the time. That it's interesting to. I'm excited to get like a academics take on. Yeah, how these differentiate? Yeah,
1: like for me, um, I think the main thing for me is, yeah, like they return, they return, and they they have changed as a person, because like you know, you could argue for quests, so like Violet, let's say, she's questing to find what love means, but the, uh, she doesn't. It's not necessarily about love what finding yeah. out what love means and then her changing it's more about her just objectively yeah. i think finding it's like it a out.
2: square rectangle thing like yeah in my head voyage and return is like usually quests, but not all quests are a voyage and a return you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: um but you know i don't know i'm a chemist i took like two years of yeah. english classes in college and, so. I can't read. <laughs> and, and you, you can't read you read. can't even read yeah <laughs> He's doing really well so far
1: for someone who can't read. It's um, been quite impressive. I got great yes. ears. What can I say? Uh, he just plagiarized from uh, Miles. There you go. Uh, so, what's your second one, Miles? Speaking speaking of you.
2: Um. So, I'm stretching the return one on this, oh but this is one of our favorite anime as a as a podcast.
0: Blood blockade battlefront. Let's go. So,
2: so I've picked Twilight.
0: Ah, yeah. Um, <laughs> love
2: that um, So, Bella gets brought into like this very strange world of uh vampires and from her like normal mundane life um in Forks, Washington. Uh and there's actually not anything else you can have in Forks, Washington. I I've, you know, it, it's it's quite boring. Um but you know, there are then like you know she, she delves into this world of vampires and werewolves and stuff and at the end even though she's still part of the vampire world uh the hostilities and stuff of that ecosystem have have calmed down a bit um and she's able to live a peaceful life with her emotionally abusive husband uh Edward Cullen so that they can be codependent together um and so That was my take. Similarly, for an anime, I also thought about Rosario to Vampire, um, where, you know, our protagonist is brought into a strange land filled with monsters, and through that he is able to learn to stand up for himself, to be more outgoing and brave, and, you know, he does occasionally go back home and you can see his parents see a difference in him. And so that was my thought there, going with two vampire related anime twilight nice. and rosario to vampire very nice duo well done uh pete what have you got
0: <laughs> so the first sentence of voyager return is the protagonist goes to a strange land but what if the strange land came to the protagonist and that's what i was doing a little twist on this voyager return Aww. i'm going with fruits basket and it's toru discovering that um the zodiac uh characters are actually like real and her coming to terms that supernatural things exist along with her like problems and just dealing with um her like losing her mother being homeless that type of stuff while while also um the whole cast of fruits basket having their own insecurities their own um problems with like being inferior with their family and serving like one specific purpose. Like you're the cat, you have to do this and just like overcoming that. And it's just like their voyage together. And then just at the end, like the return where they break the curse. um, Toru is able to find happiness again after losing her mom. Um Just like finding love within the world, I guess, stuff like that. So that's, I thought Fruits Basket would be like a fun fun twist of voyage and return.
1: That is a good twist. I like that. Um yeah, that is fun. I think it fits too cuz it is a bit of a um they they go on an emotional voyage to try and like like you said overcome the the difficulties that they shit overcome the monster, fuck. Um yeah, yeah <laughs> over- like each yeah. each
0: Zodiac member has like their own like mm. problems and temptations and and it's just, like, them as, like... a Because all the Zodiacs are linked together. So, like, they're all in it together. Sort of trying to break the curse. And then Toru's sort of just, like, the captain of the ship.
1: Right. I like that. The captain of the Iliad, almost. You know. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. So, my second one. I had uh, Iruzuku, The World in Colors. Which is a show from, like, three or four years ago. Um, where... There's a girl in like 2070 Japan where magic is like um, normal or whatever you want to say. Like it's a it's a regular thing that you can just buy from a store. You can buy like a bottle of magic or a stardust, whatever you want to call it. Um, and basically, she can't see color. She's like colorblind, whatever. Um, not not at, no, or she loses the ability to see color, and she voyages back to the past to spend time with her grandmother, uh, who was an adolescent at that time, learning to be like a witch or learning to be a a magician, whatever you want to call it. Um, And basically she goes back in time, still can't see color, but then she slowly learns. uh, She she meets someone who becomes the light of her life and he helps her see things clearly again before she then returns to the present and lives out her life in current time. Um, and, you know, I thought that that was a good one for voyage in return, partly because it is, she does go back and then come, come back to her own time, but then also, uh, she does grow as a person. She experiences like a complete emotional change and outlook on life. Um, and then she also still does return to him, you know, like one of the last shots of the show is her visiting. You can only assume the guy's grave because, you know, it's 70 years. So the guy, you know. 18 year old that she met is probably dead at that point or whatever you know like it, it it's implied that he he passed away and she uh returns as a different person to the to the future which is uh again i thought that that was a fun one
0: i was uh, wondering when time. you know get your witch show in
1: oh i'll get there don't worry uh it's not it what were they called witches in the show i can't i, mean, I never saw it this, so, right? oh you didn't watch this one oh so this was before you were a really big seasonal guy no it was, it
0: was i just did a
1: Oh, you didn't. Watch I heard. It? Oh. I heard mixed oh.
0: things about it, so I didn't watch it. it. It was
1: all right. Um, I think you would like it, but it, it was very niche. Sounds like Miles, sad. I hate it. it is. It, it's not that sad. I don't think it's that sad. It, it's like a happy, sad. All, um, right, all right. Uh, but yeah. So, Miles, what have you got
0: for your third one?
2: sure uh, for my third one, I have Neon Genesis Evangelion.
0: No. Oh, wow. <laughs> holy shit! Are you kidding? What a shocker! So, um,
2: this one, I I looked at uh, Shinji's voyage into, like, the Nerve ecosystem. So, at the beginning, he's picked up, he's brought into this land that he really doesn't know anything about. It's an underground base. Uh, He's then forced to fight in robots and stuff. Um, And by the end of all of it, uh, at the end of the show, at the end of the movie, um... This stuff is gone. So, like, he, like, is out of this and he is able to live a normal life. He um, completes his voyage and saves the world by uh, getting rid of instrumentality. Um, And we'll talk more about instrumentality later.
0: (laughs) But wait, there's (laughs) more.
1: Really? Oh, man. No way. More (laughs) Evangelion. Pete, what have you got for your third one? Um miles is cheating
0: by the way uh yeah i mean it's miles being miles who knows Um, (laughs) yeah it is (laughs) this was fun i thought it It was fun to think of like (laughs) it is fun it is funny um kind of in the same realm of fruits basket but it's where the strange land is unknown to those who are involved in the story i went with the promised neverland You have this world where they're orphans and they think they're going to be adopted, but turns out they're just, like, there to be consumed for food for these monsters. And then you see, like, Emma, Ray, and Norman and the whole gang escape. And they go to the world. They learn skills through, you know, monsters who don't agree with the practices. They learn – they find, like, weapons that they're able to fight back with. And then they return back to, like, save – all of the other orphanages so to me that was like a pretty cut pace of uh voyage return yeah and then they returned to the uh, maybe not and then season uh, three we returned with a slideshow of season three
1: yeah and they returned to the real world uh through um you know the real uh, the real human world because apparently that still exists in their whatever god that was that is a bad ending not as bad as <laughs> Yeah, it's bad. like,
0: wait, what, what did you it's give bad. it? What was your rating?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I still gave it like a 7, I think. I think you gave six. it an 8. <laughs> no, no To way. my
0: anime list, we go.
1: Let's look. Um, well, I'll look, and then you do
0: your third.
1: No way did I give it... I'm pretty sure I gave it a 7, but even then, that was a really high score for it compared to other people. Um... All right, yeah, I'll do my third. My third's really simple, easy peasy. Uh, here is where I get into my, my witch. Uh, wandering Witch, Journey of Elena. I, th- I wanted to talk about it. There actually, it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, well, it starts with the uh, uh, the young girl, uh, Elena, who wants to be a witch. She wants to, to do all these things because she's been reading a book called The Journey of N- Nike, uh, which was about uh, all these different adventures and places that the... Uh, that nike had gone to in her life and then written a book about uh she has to then learn how to be a witch uh her parents are very like hesitant and like want to make sure she wants to do it before she commits to traveling and doing all these things um and yeah she travels and learns on her journey about all these different places in the world about all these different towns and people along the way of course it's revealed that it was her mother that was Nike all along, uh, you know, that or was the person in that the book is based off of. Um, but, yeah, so that's the, the journey, the voyage that she goes on. And then she returns home with all of her different knowledge and, uh, again, experiences, I guess, as a different person, because uh, she starts out kind of bratty, kind of snobby, you know, thinks very highly of herself. And then she. Gets welcome to the real world very quickly and, and learns to temper that um, never completely though which is what I think is
2: fun about it uh, but yeah so let's move on to comedy now uh, you so, gave it an eight by the way no way you did yeah I posted it in the in uh the chat
1: I still don't think it's as bad as everyone else <laughs> I
2: really I really don't I, I that has been always been my
1: stance because like as objectively without being a source reader I thought it was pretty okay or pretty good. Maybe not okay. Pretty good. <laughs> uh, that was my initial reaction to watching it. That's
0: all good, baby.
1: Yeah, no, it's okay to like things, I guess. No, it's not. Nope. Um, all right, let's do comedy. Speaking of things we like, comedy. Miles, what have
2: you got? Sure. Uh, my first comedy is uh, the quintessential quintuplets. Um, so uh, I, I guess I'm like cheating a bit because I read the entire manga. So I know. That there it doesn't have big, to
1: just be anime. It does a have. horrible,
2: tragic ending at the end. Um, but I can't believe they know, all
0: die. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he gets with his sister. It's so tragic. Yeah, Ugh.
2: yeah. It's the inverse of four four weddings and a funeral. It's four funerals and a wedding. One of them has to kill the other four to be. Um, I love it. <laughs> but um, so you know, it, it's a series of like some dramatic events. There's like things to overcome. Uh, about like figuring yourself out, and like, you know, Futuro has to think about, you know, who he wants to be with and what all the different girls mean to him. Uh, but I picked this one, uh, specifically because it like harkens a bit to like a Shakespearean comedy where it ends with a wedding. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, it it fits this, but then it's also got your like Midsummer Night Dream, you know, uh, sort of deal where you end with, uh, with a wedding. Um, because that's how I believe all of Shakespeare's comedies ended. Uh, so, that that's why I went with this. I mean, you know, most of the, you know, romantic comedy sort of things are are going to fit here.
0: Because you, you generally many, yeah. get happy,
2: happy endings and there's, like, confusion, but it all gets sorted out at the end and everyone's happy, so.
1: Yep. Um, uh, yeah, so Pete, what have you got for comedy, number one? I'm
0: going to see if I can steal one of Miles's, maybe. It's a movie that he recently forced me into watching and that's the night is short walk on girl and i it's just like a great telling of a college girl getting drunk and just doing wild shenanigans throughout the night and just whatever comes of the story whatever happens in the day whatever happens in the night she just goes along with it there's like an underlying romance with the senpai where the they kind of have he has like this theory of running into her on uh, like accident in quotations, but a hundred percent of purpose to have this like red string of fate that they're meant to be together. Cause they always run into each other, even though he's like doing it on purpose and trying to get that in her head and her just living out, having a great night out, having fun with her friends, having fun with the random shenanigans that she has just being like drunk and being in college. It was just like a great fun show. It was a little over the top, but in the end, Really light hearted, really fun comedy. And you get the conclusion to the romance and the date at the end of the movie. So uh, that was my, uh, that was my number one pick.
1: That that's fun uh, to, to go along with what everyone else has done so far. Um, I kind of just took for the first one, at least I took my favorite uh, romance uh, or the, my favorite romance. That I thought fit the, the definition of comedy in this, uh, in this definition. That was uh golden time. Because I think that uh not only is it comedic in uh, in nature and uh obviously it's roman- it's a romance show it's about uh these two college students falling in love uh but it also does have a lot of confusion and dramatic events that happen near the end of the show that uh have to do with the character having amnesia having a second personality or you know and and an internal conflict over wh- whether he is making the right decision by dating this girl um uh, the girl that he chooses over whatever else. Uh, uh, but then at the end of the day, they result in, they triumph over the circumstances and they're together. And, and, and like, doesn't end with a literal wedding, but it essentially implies that it ends with a wedding. So that's what I liked about Golden Time. And I think that it fits comedy very well. So, what have you got
2: for number two, Miles? He did not steal one of mine.
0: Um, Damn shucks.
2: Yeah, sorry. Um, I for number two went with Angel Beats, um, and so I I picked this one for a few reasons. Uh, one, because I I thought it would be a good example to like highlight why like tragic backstory doesn't equal like tragedy. Yeah, and. W- that you can still have like sadness and stuff in like a comedy when using the phrase this way. So, you know, in angel beats, there's a series of characters. um, They're in the afterlife and they're trying to, you know, I guess like fight against what they need to do to, to like move on and be fulfilled, but they end up being able to work together and, you know, overcome the challenges that are needed to, like, have happy endings for everyone and everyone at the end is able to, like, move on from the afterlife being a fulfilled person and um, you know, happy with the experience they had. The whole point of the place they go is to bring joy to children who died too early, who had tough lives, right? So um, you get that sort of um, like single clarifying, happy event at the end when they graduate um and though it's like sad, it's one of those like happy, sad things, right? They're sad because they need to leave this place, but much like you know, graduating or anything like that, you're it's 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 a joyous event overall, and so i I picked it because i I thought it did a good job of contrasting maybe like the normal view that we think of when we like the popular term of comedy and how our author uses the term comedy. Uh, uh, that being said, uh, that show kind of sucked. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's
0: yeah. a great example though.
2: It is. I think the way you put
1: it is great. Um, <laughs> I, I like that. Um, I similarly, I, I guess I have one, uh, to go along with that later uh pete what have you got for number two
0: my number two um when i was looking at like the plot of or sorry the plot the definition of comedy it was like um having like this central idea and overcoming it as well while being kind of like lighthearted. and i went with a movie that came out this year called josie the tiger and the fish which is about a paralyzed girl and coming to terms with her disability while at the same time uh, finding feelings for somebody in the for, for the first time and her acceptance of uh, it, it it's like hard because like she's gonna have like difficulties throughout her entire life being paralyzed and not wanting this person that she's attracted to um have to like go through that but also coming to terms with that's what she wants and him also like realizing the difficulties through that but it is mostly like a light-hearted comedy and i think that they have a great like dynamic and them coming together and realizing like hey whatever challenges like happens through life like we'll do it together and i thought that was like a really good example of like the comedy while also like having fun with each other and have having fun through the adversities that they that they share so that's why i went with i
1: like that i think that that makes sense um Again, like like we're finding out, a lot of rom-coms fit into this category as well, right? Um, yeah, so number two for me, I put Zombieland Saga as a number two here for me, because I think that, um, I think the reason I put it in here, although you guys did a really good job talking about it in, I believe it was Rags to Riches, um, was, I put it in here because I viewed it as them that no matter what adversity they faced, they still were going to overcome it together. And they were going to, um, they have moments of confusion and conflict, but at the end of the day, it always does get sorted out. They always do come to some resolution and it, it's also a comedy at the end of the day. It's a making fun of idols. It's making jokes about idol culture. It's, uh, having fun characters that are fun, uh, fun and, having their interactions played for jokes and played for bits. So that's why I put it in comedy. Although, again, I I definitely can see now that it might fit better in Rags to Riches. Um, uh, but yeah, Miles, what's your third comedy? And uh, well, I guess I don't need to ask you, but so why is Neon Genesis Evangelion a comedy?
2: So I, you know, I couldn't fit Neon Genesis Evangelion into comedy, unfortunately. Really? Um, it's not oh. very lighthearted. So I went with Wait, so you're the rebuilds of Evangelion <laughs> for this. Um, and <laughs> so, um, you know, a- as we all are aware, um, the rebuilds of Evangelion are, of course, a reconstruction of uh, Ev- Neon Genesis Evangelion. They are showing a more hopeful uh, way to do this. There's more triumph, our characters are able to succeed. Um, you know, so wherein in even Evangelion characters failed and lost to their flaws, our characters are over able to overcome them in this. Um, I know that 3.1 uh, or 3.0 plus 1.0 just came out, so I'm not gonna get too into it, but at the end, we have this, like, singular moment of clarity, we have a resolution to the issue, and we have a happily ever after sort of moment. Um, you know, while they're, while the story isn't free from any setbacks, it is mostly a story of being able to overcome trauma and not be controlled by it. And there is a continuation of that throughout all of these as they re-examine these characters in a more positive light. Um, and then the ED is an absolute banger. So uh, yeah. that is why I picked the rebuild of Evangelion for my comedy. Nice
1: you had me there i was like oh th- wow he couldn't no way could he just give up and not <laughs> you, but you had me for a split second pete what's your third one
0: it has the first half not gonna lie uh the last one i did not want to do a rom-com but i thought it was like three girls who all have like these silly problems trying to do a very simple task i went with keep your hands off izoken it's the the problems are like their parents the school and getting money just to make an animated short or whatever for their school really lighthearted, just like a good time Uh, You could maybe put this in like a quest or Voyage and Return because they are set out to like do this. But I think it mostly just falls under like this lighthearted. The goal is simple. The problems are not super serious. And overall, they're just having like a good time being together and creating what they love.
1: Yeah, I think that that's a good way to put it, too. Um, Similarly to Pete, my third one, uh, I think you could also throw in a couple different categories. But I think that that's that happens with comedies, especially where. It's hard to just have a story that's comedy because there has to be something. There has to be conflict. The comedy isn't usually part of the conflict, it's usually some sort of other plot point. Um, but f- So, my third one was Sarzan Mai, where it's three guys or three boys that are all dealing with uh, their own issues that they have to overcome, which um, they do through kappas and pulling things out of people's butts and, uh, you know, just a lot of other. Uh, Shenanigans that happen in this show that are quite—it's a very fun show. I I would this would be a great watch club show, I think. Um,
0: I agree. I want to check it out. The op slaps too.
1: The op is a banger. So is the ed. Peggy's are just on top uh, as always with that stuff. Um, So yeah, I think it would be. I I think both would be very interesting. Um, Or I I think it it, it fits comedy extremely well because at the end of the day, it is a comedic show in nature. Uh, but yeah, so let's get into the, the bread and butter. This one's going to be really this fun. I want to do some trage- tragedies. So, Miles, um, man, I think I know what one of yours might be for a tragedy, but what, what's, your, what's your first one?
2: Well, I'll start. I'm, I I think it's the one that I'm most likely to have overlap with Pete on, so I will start with it first. Um, I went with Playlight Magi Madoka Magica.
0: I did not. Um, I was, that was like my honorable mention.
2: Okay.
1: I, knew I, I knew I could not bring up. No, <laughs> I, I was like, that's Miles. Go ahead. So, go ahead. Um,
2: so, I think that there are specifically two characters we can look at here. I think the most obviously tragic character is the best character Kyube. in the history of anime, and it's Qubei, Because yeah. he just gets killed so many times, and it's so sad. Um, no, uh, it's Sayaka Miki. Um, so, Sayaka is a sort of like a gallant to a fault. Um, she is... Like extremely noble, is unwilling to bend to the harsh world around her in any way. And as we know, those things that do not bend break. Um, So, unlike the Pats defense in the red zone, which bends but never breaks, um, (laughs) Sayaka lets up a start, you know, three and out, three and out, and all of a sudden there's an 80-yard bomb for a touchdown, and she absolutely loses her fucking mind because she can't deal with, like, the selfishness and everything in the world and the harsh fights and stuff that she's supposed to deal with and eventually falls to despair, becoming a witch and having to be killed by her enemy-slash-potential-lover, Kyoko. Um, So, that was that. Um, Another example that I'm not exactly sure of how... um, Like, I think it's tragic, but I'm not... You know the person does succeed. Um, what Madoka? Because they do su-
1: succeed in Madoka.
2: <laughs> well, Homura at the end of Rebellion. Um, Homura's flaw is that she really likes friendship, like to yeah. a to a concerning <laughs> amount. Yeah. Um, it's so much so that she's willing to, um, destroy the world for it and to encapsulate her friends into like a sort of I don't know like fake environment where they can all be friends together um, at the end of rebellion it seems like she succeeds however she speaks in Modica doesn't really seem like she's swayed like she doesn't know what's going on but she hasn't changed as a person so Homura has forced her into a situation, but she hasn't succeeded in so far as changing her friend's mind to value their friendship more than Monica values, like the betterment of the entire world. Um, nice. And says that, you know, in the future, I guess we're going to have to, like, fight again. Monica doesn't know what that means because her memories are gone. Um, so, in some ways, like, I, I guess that could be, like, Homer's refusal to give up that her insistence on this is going to create a cycle where she continuously has to fight her friends and there's tragedy in there. Um we do have the sequel movie to the sequel movie coming out um yeah. <laughs> soon. All these questions. Um so, you know, to ruin Madoka forever if
1: it's true. yes,
2: to uh, I I can't wait for just an absolute unnecessary sequel movie that will <laughs> I have faith. Um but that's, that's, uh, Madoka Magica and why I believe it's a tragedy. Fair enough.
1: Um, I thought about it, but I was like, well, they kind of succeed in the end or, or one like, you know, like, uh, like a little bit, but obviously. Yeah, I specifically
2: you know, went with Sayaka because like Monica succeeds, right? Like, yeah. it, it, that's why I'm very on like the main series isn't, um, deconstructive because like at the end of the day, the power of friendship wins. And then in the movie, like the power of friendship wins like way too much. Um, so I think like the movie sort of like deconstructs that. But um I think looking at Sayaka's story, and she's like a protagonist, so I'm okay doing this, um, you know, through the first like nine episodes or so, um, is pretty I mean, she's a tragic hero, right? Like she's very like that. So yeah. Um I'm happy with with that explanation and it's no, hard agree. to find them in anime as i think we'll find so
1: it's extremely hard to find tragedies in anime i think uh they are very far and few between uh pete what have you got for your first one
0: yeah i'm gonna go with probably my most tragic character in just like anything and it's from my favorite show manga anime whatever of all time that's berserk specifically griffith uh his downfall of him being so overwhelmed by pride that he loses the guts in a duel for his freedom that he just absolutely snaps and in response causes the eclipse and the entire world is engulfed by apostles so him having this flaw of just having so much pride at being the best at everything and then losing to guts in a one-on-one duel is just like so tragic for just not only him because he goes into utter despair he loses himself as a person he does questionable actions that I think a lot of people would disagree with all because of his essentially world being shattered by somebody being better than him at one thing. And to me I just I just loved how how that's like portrayed throughout the entire story. It's essentially was the rest of berserk, not just the golden Age is the cause of Griffiths demise and his tragic nature of being this prideful leader. And not coming to terms with everything else in the world other than him being this god essentially.
1: Yeah. So again, we're you're cheating by only having it be one character. But, uh, but well, yeah, there
0: are. But I think that is the focal point of Berserk. Is yeah. I mean, literally three, four fifths of the story is because Griffith does this, and I think it's like the the focal point of Berserk, essentially.
1: That's fair. Um, I can't speak much to it because I haven't read it yet or watched it that much. I've watched a little bit. Um, but like my understanding of the story, it definitely is a very, it's very tragic, the story itself. And then also the, it is his fatal flaws, like Griffith's, his, Griffith's like flaws that he he can't admit. Defeat or can't deal with defeat, and it causes, like you said, most of the things to happen in the show. Uh, so yeah, so my first one that I went with was quite, um, qu- I, I, even in my notes, I was like, Oh, it's a bit
2: of a stretch. Um, but I put Fate Zero. Um, I was thinking, I, know, I
0: completely, I, I was thinking that I too, th- for sure. Uh, I, I
2: threw it out as an option for Pete when he was trying to replace he did. a show. Mm.
1: Uh, so I put Fate Zero because uh most of the time the characters that die in the show both servants and masters uh they both die from either their pride or their values such as i don't know saber being like a knight honorable knight same thing with the um like the code of battle whatever you want to call it same thing with the the spear guy um who isn't cacullin but i want to think he's Kakulin. um but yeah so that's the those i i thought that they again like it it's a lot of it is really just pr- their pride, like you said with with Griffith in this case. Like it's not necessarily like many other fatal flaws, but I also think, uh, you know, his name's Kiritsku, right? The the main guy. Um yeah, his you, he, him, yeah. his uh his big flaw is his like for the better good or for the you know, like and that gets obliterated by the by the Holy Grail, or the Holy Grail at least tries to obliterate that mentality and show him how flawed it is uh and his teacher obviously pass uh dies in that like arguably one of the best episodes in anime um you know because of that that flaw or that mindset so i think that that's why uh it's tragic because at the end, the end of the day at least in fate zero if you just look at it as an objective story or, or its own thing no one really wins in the nobody, end. nobody wins yeah no one wins in the end so that's why i was like able to justify putting it on there because it is it it fits the tragedy definition so well um even though a lot of it is also maybe the quest (laughs) or whatever you want to say but um but i thought it fit tragedy very well uh but yeah so miles what have you got for number two
2: yeah so i uh i'm taking what i guess i consider to be the, the easiest one um for anime and i'm just gonna go with uh death note um, I took it off when I had enough but I definitely was going to get that <laughs> note yeah Yeah, so um, you know Light Yagami uh, has a fatal flaw and like so many tragic heroes his fatal flaw is his pride um, you know except everyone except for Brutus whose fatal flaw is his love for Rome um, <laughs> <laughs> and so you know he he starts out um he gets the death note and he he attempts to make the world a better place uh and you know kill criminals and stuff but he is murdering people and he starts sort of changing his view on like who he can kill and he'll kill people to keep himself safe even if they're innocent all in order to like impose his view in the world and so he has a demonstrably good effect on the world um However, at the end of the day, um, his pride gets him because he is so sure that he didn't make a mistake, that he didn't expect um, the way that he was caught, basically. He thought he had outsmarted everyone, and he didn't account for someone having ever, you know, one-upped him in any way. He tossed that out of his calculations, and he is killed at the end. So yeah um <laughs> it's super easy there too, because he dies, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. um and his soul gets him to the void, so uh that is uh I think a pretty i think like i the most like traditional tragic hero sort of thing in anime that I could think of at least
1: yeah, I, I agree that that was definitely one of the more um just like just cut and dry it fit the definition yeah. really well. Uh, Pete, what have you got for number two?
0: Okay, this one, Miles, you have to call, you have to come along with me on this journey, and it's one of those ones where I had a hard time picking tragedy. So the protagonist in this instance is society, and I went with psychopaths, and it's the idea that society believes that this system that they're living in, um, the what's it called, the civil system, is just so perfect, and nothing is their world is perfect, and then everything will be solved by the the dominator if case anything goes wrong and then you see the system fail and people start to not understand what is happening it's like they're going through this like they're just going through life as life tells them to because they have to keep their like levels at a certain level they have to be happy or they'll get whatever arrested and then their system just crumbles and you see that with like makashima trying to change the world and society as a whole it's flies that it's just so It just thinks that there's nothing can go wrong. My life is perfect. And then when things do go wrong, they don't know how to handle it. There's the scene where the lady is being murdered in the street and the civilians are just watching this lady get killed because they think it's right because their world is correct. Why would there be something wrong with this situation that's happening? And so I guess that's kind of like the, the, the far off, Tragedy of the society and the world of Pass
2: so the you know their their tragic flaws, their desire for comfort, as makashima would say um so did you did you finish psycho fast
0: no i haven't <laughs> <laughs> but like i am like eighty five percent of the way done
2: interesting well, I'm sure nothing happens in those last five episodes no,
0: Well, <laughs> okay but just like. Even just, like, the scene of, like, the girl getting killed in the middle of the street is just, like, a major flaw to society thinking everything is perfect. I I do agree. It shows
2: the flaw of the society, which is the trust in the system. They can't compute something going wrong. They allow these crimes to happen because they are so um, ingrained in the system, right? Like, they trust it so implicitly that when th- you can't trust it anymore, it's able to take advantage of them, and that is, uh, I would say, a tragic flaw. So as long as nothing happens in those last five episodes, Pete, yep. you're yep. absolutely correct. I hope so, no, <laughs> <really> happens, especially <laughs> since
1: Miles likes it so much. There's no way nothing ha- something happens. In yeah, i
2: I definitely hate things with twists and stuff. I never with
1: proper endings. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um yeah so uh just to keep us moving cuz we are approaching almost 2 hours of talking. Uh we're doing really well. Um we're getting there though. Uh for me I had for my second tragedy White Album 2 where uh I know Pete's going to laugh but uh but yeah it's it is tragic. Um these two these three characters, the love triangle that forms between them, uh none of them want to admit what's going on or or their flaws, their mistakes, their 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 emotions to each other and then it eventually just continues to boil up until eventually it just explodes in the last uh couple scenes of the show uh and then of course it happens throughout the extent the the show's only a prequel to the or or prologue to the entire story of continued uh mistakes and um poor decisions or whatever you want to say in their lives and uh yeah I think it's tragic um uh, Pete thinks it's. If you want to hear watch.
0: my thoughts on White Album, go look up our Secret Santa episode. I uh, yeah. I was pretty drunk and I went on about a twenty five minute rant about that show.
1: Yeah, about how much he hated it. Which, I fucking uh, broke, hate that, broke, that broke,
0: show so much.
1: Broke my heart because I thought it was. I think it's like one of my favorites of that genre, at least. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's White Album too. Uh, check it out. Can't wait till Miles does eventually um, to to fix our. Wandelion Gotta break argument. the tie, I'm the rubber. Exactly. Uh but yeah, so Miles, what's your last tra uh, well I, what is the Yeah, the sure. So my Nintendo last tragedy
2: on. is of course Neon Genesis Evangelion. Of course. Um
1: yes. And so
2: I'm I'm looking specifically at Asuka's character here, and the arc uh our I guess like Tier Two protagonist goes through. Um so Asuka uh is a very prideful woman. She needs to be the best. Um she um, uh, meets Shinji, who she does not respect because she thinks he's weak and timid, and she doesn't think those are admirable traits. But Shinji just keeps on being better than her as being a, a- Ava pilot, which makes her doubt herself, which makes her spiral into a horrible, like self destructive um, thing. And at the end of all of it, uh, we find her uh, in a bathtub in a broken down shack just emaciated and she's in a coma for like most of the movie so um her own pride and stuff led her to her to her like ultimate downfall so um that's asuka and why she's a tragic person Fair enough. All right, people, what about you?
0: Uh, mine is in Hunter Hunter. It's during the Chimera Ant arc, and that is the through the eyes of Meruem, who is born the Ant King. And through his entire series, he learns that he is the most powerful person, essentially, in the world in his eyes. He kills what, anything he wants. He gets his own um, kingdom, essentially. And then he finds a person who is better than him at, essentially, Shogi. And he's just absolutely fascinated that somebody is better than him at one thing. Kind of the opposite of Griffith. And it's tragic because then he learns, like, what humanity is, um, that he's not who he thinks he is. Just He was born on a pedestal, so he thinks that he is the best. That's what everybody has told him through his existence. And then him losing in Shogi is his, like, wake-up call. And it's tragic because, like, as he learns this, as he falls in love with this person and finds out like what love is, it's too late. He's dying. He's unable to like undo the wrongings that he did, because I believe at the end that he did feel bad for what he did. It's just, that's the environment that he grew up in. And it was too late to find out that there was more out there than just him being this God King, essentially.
1: Interesting. I can't speak for Hunter Hunter cause I, I haven't seen it yet, but, uh,
0: but yeah, the best shot I've ever made. It's so good. Cool.
1: Um so for me real quick, tragedy uh I guess I kind of cheated in this cuz well no, she is a main character. I did Elfin lead and uh I think that that's if it it's tragedy really well where this ca- uh character in Lucy uh is put in a very unwinnable situation and uh she also then uh has these just flaws in the way that she perceives the world and that leads to her eventual demise in the anime. So, um, yeah, I think that's cheating a little bit uh, because she's not the primary main protagonist, you know, like uh, the guy is, but um, maybe you could say he's tragic too. I don't know. I don't, ha- uh, don't have the brain power to do that right now, though. Um, my special shout out for tragedy would be Akadama Drive because it tries to do the thing where each person has a hubris, has has their their mortal sin or whatever you want to say, that they're... they're thing that leads to their death the main characters or the main cast at least like hoodlum and and everybody um but yeah no still fuck that show's ending so um, love that show's ending it's and, and the ending isn't tragic even though it should have been so there you go uh we'll we'll leave it at that uh rebirth our final category so we let's make this quick because again we're, we're going so we're doing a lot of good talking but we are also talking a lot so um
0: be yeah, longest episode ever probably um Secret and Santa he's... is like two and a half hours. Oh well. Also, well, yeah, Pete that...
2: talked for two and a half hours about. His top oh, I did. 100. Yeah, my
0: top one hundred was like two hours and forty five minutes.
1: That's true. Um. All right. Yeah. But well, what's your first rebirth, uh, Miles?
2: Yeah, here's a really easy one. I picked ReZero. Um. So Subaru, uh, has gets like reborn in another world, and, um, he is forced to. You know adapt to it, learn how to be a better person. It changes who he is. He can't be the shut-in otaku anymore, and so he has to adapt into this new situation. Um, ReZero. Yeah, I did ReZero as well.
1: Don't have much to say about it. I was just like, yeah, he does really like go through... Because he's not... I didn't want to just do Isekai, but he actually does go through like a significant rebirth in character so that's why i thought he was he was a good fit um people about you i was thinking
0: about doing re-zero but i did a a character i think much better than him but kind of on like the similar level i did hachiman from origairo um i felt like throughout the entire series that you see like these events where he is like a he is like a genuinely good person but like through the events he comes through, like, understanding that it's okay to, like, want more. It's okay that he doesn't have to be this person that, like, he thinks he has to be. And I think just through the entire series that we see, like, this completely... I personally think it's the best character development in anime. Um, just Hachiman, from episode one to the ending, just becoming a completely different person for the better.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I can definitely agree with that. Um, I thought about Poligora guy on the list, too, but then I was like, eh... More comedy, you know, because um, uh, it is a rom com. So yeah, I, I uh, guess I'm
0: like really focusing on Hachimon himself.
1: Yes, him himself specifically for sure fits. Uh, Miles, what's your number
2: two? Sure. Hey, Mako, if you're listening, stop listening. I'm about to spoil the fuck out of Higarashi. I'm gonna give you like 20 seconds.
1: That was 20 seconds. Oh, that, that was 20 seconds. Yeah. Okay.
2: So. This is very important. So. Um, the main character of Higarashi is Rika Farude. She, uh, much like Subaru, has the ability to loop back in time after she gets murdered. Um, and there is uh, a moment specifically where she realizes that it's possible for her to change what is happening and that she can get through to people. Um, and, that allows her to like get out of this issue. So for the first like 900 years or whatever, as she's looping, she doesn't think that she can like change anything. She thinks the rules of like the life she's leading are set. Um, But after an event happens, she's able to sort of have faith, learn how to be more proactive and not just accept the tragedy that has befallen her. Um, but as she is reborn, literally this time, able to actively work towards, um, you know, finding a way out of the the problem she's in. So,
0: nope.
1: Uh, I knew we wouldn't be able to uh, get through an episode without Miles bringing up Hig. But <laughs> hey, you got was, witches, was
0: I got berserk. Miles has Hig. We all have our thing. <laughs> Oh, well, no, that's not... A,
1: yeah, definitely not a knock at all. I was just wondering where they were when they were going to come in. Uh, you
0: I know, was originally
2: like, going to do the Ava thing with Higarashi, but then I didn't want Mako to have to skip the entire episode. Yeah,
1: so. there you <laughs> go. I was, I was kind of surprised that we'd gotten this far without you mentioning that yet, yeah, so good for you. Um, Pete, what have you got for your number two? I'll keep this short
0: and sweet. Have you guys heard of a show called Neon Genesis Evangelion? No. Okay, well, there's this great not show. Once. It's on Netflix. Watch it dubbed... Um, don't watch the rebuild movies but um yeah i mean just short and sweet it's it's neo genesis like a lot of not only shinji but i think some of the other characters have like rebuild like aspects throughout the show and i think it's just like a great example of it
1: that's fair yeah uh we probably don't have to get too nitty-gritty with it as we already have so far um and i'm sure miles will
0: say it's his third choice anyway it's
1: his third choice too exactly um uh, number two for me was uh, Relife. Uh, I think that that uh, another re in its name. But um, yeah, Relife, I think, does the without being an isekai, it does like the rebirth. The guy gets to go back to high school and try and like redeem himself or become a, a functioning member of society, which, of course, we find out later on in the show that he didn't really fuck up. It's not like he's a bum for because of his own fault. He, you know, he stood up for one of his senpai or. or yeah, Senpai, older persons, uh, and then got fired because of it, you know, like out of spite or whatever. Um but it does also show that he grows as a person and uh shows growth of not only him, but then other characters in the show as well. So uh I put that for rebirth, um, because he does get reborn as a younger version of himself. Uh but yeah, so Miles, what about uh Do you give us more details?
2: Yeah, sure. So I, I'm specifically talking about instrumentality in this case. Um so when um Oh, you haven't seen End of Ava. Anyway, some things happen. Okay, yeah. So when they all go into the Tang, um, you know, there are... I <laughs> love Tang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Tang is super good. Um, Shinji is able to see the thoughts of everyone, understand all of their own personal problems, and that's just, like, shared with everything. Shinji is then able to realize that, like, life is worth trying and is beautiful, and he's a- that's how he's able to, like, make that final decision at End of Evangelion to... You know, end that. It, it, Code Geass is sort of like the Code Geass thing because it, Code Geass is just exactly in Evangelion, um, and so that's what happens. So during that whole second half of, end of Evangelion, where it feels like you're tripping on mushrooms, um, that is Shinji going through the whole rebirth moment very well done. Uh, i did really well not
1: hearing uh any of that i'm very proud of myself like i had I, like squeezed my headphones together more than more to <laughs> make sure i didn't uh have that spoiled for me uh pete what's your final one
0: Well last but not least i wanted to pick a show where i actually think that rebirth was the focal point of the entire like main cast uh and the event is through running i went with run with the wind it's just like an Ooh. incredible story of these college kids through different like athletic abilities uh social standards uh, how they how cool they are in college and stuff like that and coming together and really like building each other up being a cross-country team it's an incredible story of just like brotherhood camaraderie and just changing your life through an event where you maybe would have never experience it if you didn't try something new and I, I think run with the wind is a great example
1: I think that is too. That's actually really well uh a really good one. Uh so first I'll do my honorary mention. I threw in Fruits Basket into Rebirth because I felt that um it's kinda like a coming of age uh for every single one of A million the, percent the zodiacs million percent. and also a rebirth of Toru as a person. Uh pre Mom Death and post Mom Death essentially. Um and yeah, so that's why I put Fruits Basket in there. But my favorite rebirth story, uh so much so that I thought uh like when I was first doing this, I thought one of the seven plots wasn't rebirth, but I thought that it was path to redemption. And that is Raruni Kenshin, my favorite um, historical shonen sign in, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Basically Kenshin is uh, formerly an assassin and a manslayer thought to have killed hundreds. And um, essentially he, something tragic happens in his backstory um, or in his life. And then he, goes on a quest for redemption. He becomes a Ruruni, a person who travels and uh, has a vow not to kill anyone. And it's about his redemption from his past and him coming to terms with his past and growing as a person and becoming uh, the wonderful human that he ends up in as by the end of the story. So that uh, just wanted to flex my manga collection too. finally have the 28th volume and so many more uh, stacking up back there. Uh, but yeah, so that's my final rebirth. So yeah, guys, we did it. We went fucking two hours or so um, of talking, but I think it was good ta- uh, Good content. Um, Very good. So yeah, if anyone has any comments, any things that they want to say, any shows that you think, like glaring shows that you think we really missed that like truly epitomize these these topics, please come talk to us in our Discord about it. Uh, we can't wait to discuss things further. I, I'm sure some of the cast that wasn't here tonight will have their own ideas to throw out there as well. Um... Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, Pete, why don't you just uh, do the last little... Yeah, bit.
0: like yeah. if you're listening on like YouTube, leave a comment or something like that and we can respond to you. Uh, if you like the podcast, want to support us, like, comment, subscribe, follow. Whatever platform you're listening on, it's the best way to support us. Uh, in the link tree below, you can follow us on our socials and then links to our Discord. If you like our content, next week for Watch Club, we are doing The Tale of Princess Kaguya. And then the week following that, we'll be doing our first impressions of the currently airing season. So look forward to that content in the future. If you're in Minnesota, in two weeks, I will be at Anime Fusion hosting my first ever panel. Come play Anime Jeopardy. You can win dope-ass prizes like this full Tokyo Ghoul uh, box set of bonga. Yeah, I'm giving away dope prizes, so come check me out there if you're in Minnesota. Otherwise, thank you so much for sticking around and listening, and we'll see you next time.